Hello and welcome to the Movie Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Tartamella, and welcome back. If this is the first time you're joining us, welcome. This is the fun-filled podcast where I talk about my love and hate and just overall enthusiasm of movies, all things movies, right? What goes on in my brain, as I've said many, many times in this podcast. Now, this is a big week for movies. John Wick's coming out. I'm going to try to see that tomorrow, have another episode up. But today, we're preparing, right? We're getting our affairs in order, if you will, for what is going to be one of the, I think, biggest releases releases this year, uh, one of my most anticipated films, and that is the Super Mario Bros. film, right? I mean, who doesn't love Super Mario Brothers? Uh, the lovable plumber, right? His brother Luigi, they're doing it up. They are back on the big screen uh, April 5th, I think it's coming out, and I'm excited you know, my nephew's excited. I'm going to go with him. going to have a good time because we love the Mario games, right? We all love the Mario games. I think universally Mario is such a beloved character. Uh, I've been playing the games since I was a wee lad. Yes, I just said wee lad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the original Nintendo Entertainment System, of course, was where a lot of us uh, got into Mario. Uh, then came Super Nintendo with the likes of Super Mario World and all that fun stuff. And then, of course, um, the Nintendo 64, which was like, to me at least, I'm uh, I'm born in 88. So for me, the Nintendo 64 was like, so, like I was there just to see the, the revolution of that hardware, that 64-bit uh, classic system, and of course, Super Mario 64, the probably one of the best, if not the best, Mario games ever made, right? I fucking love that game. I still play it to this day. I revisit it, and I'm just, I'm a Mario fucking lover in life now as an adult. I'm still a Mario lover. I still play the Mario games. I revisit the classics, as I said. But more recent entries like Super Mario Odyssey, uh, you know, Mario Kart 8, I'm playing it all the fucking time. Because, let's go! Right? I mean, who doesn't fucking love Mario? Uh, well, now, who <laughs> is there a Mario that is not as lovable uh, as the Mario that we all know and, and, and got to know? You know? Um, and yes, there is. There's a more divisive Mario. And that is the Super Mario Brothers film from 1993. Um, Title, Super Mario Bros, period. Or Super Mario Bros, the movie. And this movie was, as I said, made in 1993. And it's a film that I remember... I don't know if... I don't think I went to the theaters for this. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I was young, you know, but I, I think the first time I saw it was renting it from a blockbuster when I was a kid. Like, my parents took me and we rented movies. And I remember it must have it, it been a new release. And it's funny the fucking things you remember, but 
I remember back in the day when you rented a videotape from Blockbuster, and it was like a new release. It had a red um, paper over the normal blue Blockbuster paper, and it was like new release, two-day rental or one-day rental, whatever the hell it was at that time. So I have the memory of seeing it like that, and I have the memory of um, watching this film and the cliffhanger ending that we'll talk a little bit about later probably, but like that left it open for a sequel that never was. And this movie over the years has become kind of like notorious. Uh, This was Nintendo's first foray in, uh, you know, making a movie based on its character, a live action movie. And this, it's funny because this kind of stopped fucking Nintendo dead in their tracks, right? If you look at, if you look at this, and you see, like, this is why Mario hasn't been made into a movie again. It's because of this movie. Uh, obviously, we had the Super Mario Super Show, uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show, which was a little bit before this. Had fucking Captain Lou Albano playing Mario. Cool show. Uh, a hybrid, half live action, half cartoon. I grew up on that as well. But this was a movie released in theaters, uh, you know, nowadays, um, we have such, uh, a vast amount of video game films that fail, <laughs> I mean, there's no better way of saying it, right, we've had more bad video game films than good ones, and this is one of the fucking first, I mean, and this, this didn't, like, cement anyone, or, you know, other video games from being like, I right, mean, we don't do this, because not too long after this, you had fucking Street Fighter, um, which stars Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. And then not too long after that, you had Mortal Kombat. They were, they were all pretty much like a year apart. I think Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme is probably 94. Mortal Kombat's probably 95, 96, somewhere around there. And, uh... I don't know. I I don't remember the last time I watched Street Fighter. I own it, but I think Mortal Kombat is the is is the best one of those three. But we'll we'll save that. But can we just for a minute while Jean Claude Van Damme, you know, he came up in the last episode for Beetlejuice two speculations. But can we talk about the fact, okay, that Jean Claude Van Damme, that look at the Street Fighter franchise. If you're a fan of the Street Fighter game, Street Fighter 2, look at that game. Uh, Guile, the character in the video game, he's got an American flag tattoo. Uh, he's, he's, he's an army fatigue, right? He's this patriotic American fighter. And who do you get to play him? That's right, John Claude Van Damme. Uh, <laughs> Who speaks with an accent? You got you gotta love it. You gotta love the nineties and the casting that they did. And I, I love John Glove Van Damme. I mean, but it's just it's so funny that they would cast somebody like from another country with an with with an accent as the ultimate American that guy always supposed to be, right? I just always find that funny. But let's not that's another episode, right? That's another episode. We could talk about that. We could talk about um uh, whatever the hell went on there. Maybe I'll revisit that at some point. But I did revisit Super Mario Brothers. And I will say, like, as a child, being a fan of the games, um, as I said, 
with the ending being amped for this cliffhanger ending that never delivered or never, uh, you know, was answered from the the movie, I was, I enjoyed this film as a kid. I mean, I think at that point, there's a lot of confusing stuff in this movie. I mean, Mario slow dances with the big fat lady with the rock around her neck. I mean, his head's in her cleavage at one point. There's a lot of adult stuff. That goes on in this movie. Uh, not so much like adult humor, but just weird, you know, things that a child watching this, myself and a lot of others, wouldn't understand, right? Uh, just make you feel strange. Um, but overall, I, I enjoyed this movie growing up. I mean, I constantly revisited it. As I said, I rented it that time and I definitely rewatched it 20 times that night I had it or two nights I had it because that's what I used to do. Side note, could we talk about, as a movie fan, and I hope a lot of other movie fans are listening, that's something that, you know, people who have been lifelong movie fans who got into movies when they were younger, that is something that is kind of like lost um, on myself. And I, I, I'm, I'm curious if it's lost on a lot of other people too. Like, when I used to rent a movie... um buy a movie, you know, uh, any movie I watched, like, so if I rented Star Wars, which I should do a Star Wars episode, because I'm a big fan of Star Wars, and maybe I'll work something out where I'll talk about the movies, maybe I'll do like an episodic thing, but whenever I would rent a movie, um, I would watch it, like, over and over and over again, this goes back to when I was, you know, I guess that, uh, you know, young age when you first start getting the conscious of movies and, and, and what you like and what you don't like and having your own opinion. So, you know, whatever it was, I mean, I'm sure it predated this, but you know, seven, eight, whatever it is. And I would just watch a movie. Like I remember when I first saw Star Wars, for instance, um, that comes to mind, obviously. I, I just watched it over and over again. Like I would rewind the tape right after the tape that I rented from the video store, and I would just rewind it, and I'd watch it, and i rewind it, and, like, that continued into my teen years, um, whenever I would buy something, you know, if I would buy a VHS of fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I would buy it, and it was just, like, it was the norm for me, whenever I bought a movie, I would buy it, and I would watch it, like, until I was sick to my fucking stomach, you know, until like, I don't know if that's weird. I don't know if that's something that other people didn't do, but, you know, I'd watch it at nauseum and just rewind, rewind, rewind. And then, thank God, DVDs came and you could just start it over and just start it over and just start it over. And I was just, I don't know, is that weird? Is that weird? Like, I, I'm just picking stuff out of my ass right now, but like, sorry to put that image in everybody's head, but whatever movie it was, if it was like, a movie like Animal House um, that I previously had on VHS. I remember when that came out on DVD for the first time. And I bought it at Best Buy. And I just fucking, that whole weekend that I had, I just watched it, watched it, watched it, watched it. And then I kind of like put it on a shelf, put it on the shelf. And I was like, okay, I'm good for now. And it's funny because that's kind of the way that I think a lot of these movies uh, are just imprinted in my head. 
because I watched them so many times back to back to back and just like, I don't know, it just brought me joy. Now it's funny because, and I say it's kind of like a lost thing because nowadays I'm still a movie collector. Um, not as much as I used to, you know, but like I do go, especially when there's, uh, they're good, they're good weeks coming up where stuff's coming out on Blu-ray and stuff like that and 4k and I do buy, but like, I don't watch, I, I don't, I, I haven't watched anything like that in such a long time. Like if I bought, you know, Fablemans or I just bought Babylon, um, and I'll watch it. But, like, to sit there and watch it over and over again, obviously, when you're a kid and you're younger, you have no fucking commitments to anything. and You just sit there. But that's just, I don't know, maybe I just depressed myself. Maybe I just depressed all of you. Uh, but, yeah, man. When I used to, like, that was just, that's those those formative years of being a movie fan and being a movie lover and where it all started. Those That's a magic time, right, of watching stuff over and over again. And surely, I watched Super Mario Bros. over and over again in that rental. Now... First off, um, rewatching this movie, I own it on DVD. I have not watched it in a while, probably since I bought it <laughs> at at Best Buy or something all those years ago. Because I, I that's another thing with me. I'll get out of the way. I'm curious to hear if other movie fan, fans are like this, but like, I know where I bought things, like or where I rented things or when, when I first saw something, right? Like, I could tell you, <clears throat> as I said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I could tell you I bought that at a Blockbuster on VHS for like $6 or something like that because that's when DVDs were coming out. And so VHS were like getting cut and slashed in, in price. So I would buy a lot of movies that i never seen, uh, movies I wanted to see on VHS. And like, I, I remember buying that at Blockbuster. I can say that I bought Super Mario Brothers on DVD for like $5 in Best Buy, you know, in my early DVD collecting days. But whatever, maybe I'm ranting too much. But let's talk about this film. Now, first off, as I said, this it's been a while since I watched this. Now, how does this movie age? Um, you know, my, my teenage, uh, early adult life, early teens, me and my friends, we bragged on this movie a lot, I definitely at some point, uh, you know, got drunk, maybe smoked a little pot and watched it with my friends, laughed at it, it's ridiculous, it's, you know, you, you especially coming from the experience of playing these games, and then looking at this film, it's like a fever dream of what, you know, the, the things they pluck out. And that's the funny thing about 90s movies uh, based on video games especially. Uh, similar to like 90s movies uh, based on comics. They kind of pluck things out and take whatever fucking liberties they want to take. And this movie's full of that, right? I mean, <laughs> you from from Bomb Bombs, uh, you know, to Yoshi being an actual little dinosaur with a tongue, you know, to 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 the outfits being, you know, slapped in your face in the second half of the movie, which, listen, I wish the fucking classic red and green outfits were in this whole movie. Unfortunately, they aren't because they try to ground it. I don't know, I'm saying ground it in realism. I mean, you're in a fucking, uh, you know, alternate reality that was started from the meteor 
that killed the dinosaur, right? The dinosaurs. So I don't know if it's really grounded, but they they try to hold off on on showing you the, tra- the traditional Mario and Luigi costumes. But when you watch this movie, or when I watch this movie as an adult, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say it's a great movie by any means, but. I don't know. I I can't help but feel like we've all been a little bit hard on this movie. Uh harder maybe than we should have. Uh for what it does. It it does. Listen, it's got a nice decent amount of laughs. It takes the mythology or whatever the fuck it thought was the mythology from the Super Mario games and it tries to turn it into something else, right? We go into like an almost nightmarish uh Poor man's Blade Runner world or futuristic, uh, you know, Demolition Man kind of Judge Dredd world where it looks scary. You know, they're serving like rat burgers or whatever the hell they are, cockroach hot dogs. I don't even know what the hell they are. But there's definitely shady stuff like that. There's definitely the fucking fungus. Trust your fungus, Mario. You got to trust your fungus. I don't know. That's my John Leguizamo. It's not really my John Leguizamo. Not that I've ever sat down and tried to scratch my head and do a John Leguizamo impression, but a lot of my John Leguizamo is basically quotes from the Super Mario Brothers movie because because this movie was so, you know, prominent in my childhood that like that John Leguizamo is always Luigi to me, right? He's always saying Luigi Mario, 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 Luigi Mario. He's always, I don't know. Is it good? I don't know. Uh, of course, now let's talk about the cast. So, we'll, before we veer off topic again, this movie, I don't want to say it's aged well, but I, I just think looking at it through, uh, you know, adult eyes, I feel like, for the most part, I like it. Um, a lot of that could be nostalgia. A lot of that could be my ch- the child in me, still waiting for the sequel to this. Um you know, watching it with that love, but I enjoy it. I mean, first of all, you got fucking Bob Hoskins, right? Playing Mario, perfectly casted as a Mario, right? Bob Hoskins doing the fucking Brooklyn accent. This guy's British, right? So the late, great Bob Hoskins. Let's remember that he has passed away. Um, And he is from you know, London and British accent and stuff like that. So like him, he fucking, he plays a better fucking Brooklyn than people I know from Brooklyn, right? He's doing, it's a little, you know, it's a little bit over sometimes, but he's, he's hamming it up, right? He's hamming it up. He knows the movie he's in. Um, that, uh, oddly enough, I'll throw little, uh, you know, little nuggets of trivia at you while I talk about this as they come to me, not that I'm sitting here looking them up, but like, I remember reading that he didn't know uh, this was a game until, like, I think maybe his son told him or something. That he even know this was based on a game. Uh, you know, <laughs> this, like, respected um, actor. You know, this, this, this theatrical fucking force is in this movie, and it's based on a video game. He didn't even know. Uh, but there's funny stuff that happened, right? So you got... Bob Hoskins in it playing Mario. You got John Leguizamo at the peak, uh, or you know that right at that time when John Leguizamo was like peak. John Leguizamo just in the nineties was the fucking dude, right? He had his fucking uh, movie, The Pest. He had his book, Freak. 
Remember that book? My brother had that book. It was like a biography kind of thing. He was popping up in everything. And he's great. He just did that, that charm. He's got the fucking... He's great in it. Um, both of them work well off of each other. And the funny thing with that, too, is to drop another anecdote, is like they hated filming this movie so much that they would get drunk, apparently. Um, and now I'm not going to go full on into the, the production of this movie. You know, at one point... Bob Hoskins broke his fucking hand or his wrist, and in a couple of scenes in the movie, you you could see the cast on his hands. I think it's when like uh, he's in the red Mario you know suit towards the end, but like you see the cast, like it's it's amazing that like you know nowadays they would like obviously use computers and digitally remove that, but no, it's there. So you got those two uh, guys playing. Um, Mario and Luigi, right? Mario, 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 Luigi. Trust the, trust the fungus, Mario. You gotta trust the fungus, Mario. Uh, but I'm nervous. <laughs> you don't know what that was? I just turned into Freddy Krueger. I was just, I was just gonna attempt to do a Bob Hoskins, and I can't even fucking, I, I can't even gather my thoughts right now to do that. What does he say in this movie that I could say? Luigi, Luigi! I, I don't know. I'm not even fucking trying. Maybe some other time. Um... You got Samantha Mathis playing Princess Daisy. You know her also from American Psycho. She pops up in. And then you got a fucking tour de force, okay? The fucking legendary, the fucking iconic Dennis Hopper playing King Koopa, Bowser, whatever the fuck you want to call him. He's King Cooper in this movie. I don't think they call him Bowser in this movie, but... That's the thing about this movie, right? You have such great and and lovable actors playing these characters that even though this movie could pretty much is a steaming pile of shit, it's elevated, you know? And acting. It is... Dennis Hopper as King Koopa, he's just fucking chewing the scenery in this film, right? He's got the fucking spiky, wavy hair. He's got a dinosaur eye. At one point, he becomes like a fucking dinosaur hybrid at the end of the movie. He's fucking bathing in mud at one point. He's always, plumbers! All he does this whole movie is, plumbers! (laughs) And I fucking love it. I gotta say, I love it. These things, I think, mixed with the nostalgia that I have for this movie, um... Just just make this movie a win in my book. I think it's fun. I think it's a movie, if you're going to revisit, uh, revisit it, I think I recommend alcohol, uh, you know, drinking a few beers, maybe making a drinking game of it. You know, every time somebody says plumbers is a good one right there, you'll get really shit-faced in no time. My shit-faced, I didn't even drink and I'm fucking stuttering and not saying words properly. But fun, ridiculous plot. It's got... Um, <laughs> those other guys it's got the guy from ferris bueller who fucking steals his car at one point and that other dude that was big in the 90s um playing kind of like two ridiculous slightly um you know learning disability uh <laughs> koopa's cousins <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, they're enjoyable. You know, a lot of that humor is kind of cheesy, but they're kind of doing a slapsticky thing, and they're beating each other up at, at parts, and it's fine. It works, right? Uh, who is it? 
Let me see. What is his name? Fisher Stevens, right? Okay, so you got Fisher Stevens. He's one of them. I'm going to give you the names. And he was also in short circuit. And let's let's say, one of, when we talk about things you can't get away with ever again, uh, Fisher Stevens in short circuit is playing, um, is playing like an, an Indian. And he's got like brown skin and, you know. I don't, you can't do that stuff anymore, but he's, he's talking a certain way. And, uh, Richard Edson is the other guy who's, who's in, who, you know, from first Bueller, you know, he's got a very familiar face, but they're doing their thing. You know, they're running around, they're fucking dumb one minute, then they're smart. Um, who else do you got in there? You got the Lance Henriksen plays the king. I didn't even realize that Lance Henriksen plays the king because he's got like a beard and stuff like that. Wow, that's funny. And uh, yeah, Yoshi. Oh, that's who. You know, I'm just looking at the cast right now, and like the movie opens with 65 million years ago. It's like a very New York accent, and uh, you know they give the whole backstory. They give it about 12 times in the movie because they give it then. Then Koopa in his like first scene is like just regurgitating the same information but I thought the voice the opening narration sounded familiar and it is actually Dan Castellaneta who everybody knows as Homer Simpson and a bunch of other voices uh, on the Simpsons and he's done a ton of other animation and voiceover works but like listen movie's ridiculous Um, there's definitely things in this film that like made me work like worried as a child made me uncomfortable but there's a lot of fun stuff too right i mean uh you know as i said the dystopian kind of mad max futury blade runner world and then you have the fucking but then you have fun scenes like the mattress scene when they're sliding down the vent the mattress you know they're swinging on fungus the score (laughs) let's talk about the score for a minute so the score is by uh alan silvestri who did notably Back to the Future, who uh, who framed Roger Rabbit with Bob Hoskins, of course, another great Bob Hoskins film. Forrest Gump, Cast Away, did a lot of Robert Zemeckis' films, but he kind of does something here. He also did Ready Player One more recently. He does kind of like a cheesy, like kind of cartoonish uh, video game, if you will, um, score. It, it, it works. Listen, I, I've seen some things, seen recently, somebody did like a fan edit of this film, and they put, like, a more serious Mario soundtrack, it just doesn't work, I mean, not, not to say that this is, like, the greatest score ever made, but it works in the cinematic nightmare this film is, and that's fine, um, (laughs) but yeah, um, I, I don't even know, like, I don't know, I mean, if you've never seen this movie, I wonder, uh, an adult watching this movie for the first time, I wonder what the opinion of this film will be without that nostalgia and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think it's as bad. I don't think it's as bad. I'm looking at the movie poster right now. It's just like, this ain't no game. The fucking movie poster's great, though. It's got both of them and the M thing. And they, Listen, they try to take, as I said, they try to take the mythology and they try to do things to it, right? There's even to- Toad in there. At one point, he's popping up, and he's like fucking a singer, and a fucking, uh, he's got a guitar and a harmonica, and then they turn him into a Goomba. Let's talk about the Goombas for a minute, too. I don't know 
it's just so funny how they took things and they flipped them on their head. So instead of like the Goombas being mushrooms in this movie, they're kind of like dinosaurish lizard creatures. <laughs> but then he's got the harmonica. Uh, there's a scene when like Luigi's making them dance in an elevator. It's classic. It's classic shit, but it's good. Um, at one point, Dennis Hopper is like, I'm the Lizard King. He says something about that. Jim Morrison. I don't know. That was probably improvised. I bet you anything that was Dennis Hopper's idea because he's a fucking, he's a product of those times. So, yeah. I, it's just, it's funny. You read up on, um, you know, people who almost played Mario and stuff like that. At one point, uh, Dustin Hoffman wanted to play Mario. I don't think they wanted to give him the role, though, like Nintendo and company and whoever else. Um, I mean, Bob Hoskins, I love Dustin Hoffman. I think Bob Hoskins was the better choice than Dustin Hoffman. Um, I think they wanted to offer it, or they offered it to Danny DeVito, and he turned it down. Um, and then I also heard, like, Tom Hanks at one point was attached and stuff like that and this I don't think any of that casting as much as I'd like to see a Mario movie with Danny DeVito um, I don't think it would have really enhanced the film per se but it, it is what it is it's a product of its time it's a product of its time it you know kind of bombed at the box office let's see bud box office wise the budget was 42 to 48 million in the box office, they made $38 million, $38.9 million. Oof. Yeah. So it's like, it's obvious, you know, why Nintendo kind of got the fuck away from doing movies. Um, live action, definitely. I mean, you know, they leave you with the cliffhanger at the end of this film. The fucking uh, Daisy comes in. And she's like, we got to go. We got to do, do something. She's got like a gun and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, and then... You know, my childhood, my brain, I was like, oh my god, they're going to make another one. I didn't know. You know, you don't know at that point that this movie made no money and they are not making another one. It's never happening. <laughs> we could say that honestly. There's a lot of things, uh, reboots and stuff like that. Uh, you know, fucking Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman, might even be coming back as Beetlejuice soon. And these long-awaited sequels, um, not that Super Mario Bros., uh, anybody's waiting for that, but that we could say that that'll probably, most likely, definitely never happen, right? A sequel, maybe in a comic book or something, maybe, but but then, you know what, it, what the problem is? Nintendo would have to, like, sign off on that, and I don't think they ever are going to do something like that with, with, with what happened with this movie. Apparently, the directors, too, which I'm not even going to fucking mention them, but, like, they're... Oh, they, they were a couple, and they were really inexperienced, and, and, and they didn't know what they were doing, and this led to the, you know, the turmoil that Bob Hoskins, as I said earlier, and John Leguizamo, they were getting drunk and showing up on set, uh, and it just kind of made uh, a grueling shoot, but yeah, there's, there's other people that explain that a lot better than me, what went down with the uh, shoot, and you could do your own research and stuff like that, but yeah, interesting. Uh, getting ready for this new movie. It's like how far we've come, right? And now I think they're doing it the right way. I mean, I don't think, you know, back in the day, I think they should have been more prone to doing it as an animated movie anyway. 
I mean, did anybody think a live-action Mario movie was necessary? But it was a weird time. You know, it was a weird time. As I said, especially with video game movies, comic book movies, you tried to translate this shit to a live-action film, and it's weird. You know, it's weird. I mean, as I brought up Street Fighter, like, you got that, that there's just colors and the way the characters look and trying to make them in real life just doesn't work. You know, it just doesn't work, and, and then you try to ground it in a reality sometimes and try to make it, like, a little bit, like, more real, uh, which I do think this film tries to do, too. It's sometimes, like, you know, certain characters and stuff. It's like, oh, we want to mention, you know, Toad's there, so he's going to be this guy with a guitar, and we want to mention this, and there's little Easter eggs. I was just watching it, and there's, like, a store that says Hammer Brothers. It's like a tattoo shop or something like that, and even the way, you know, Koopa does look, he's a man, obviously he transforms later, but uh, there's a lot of shit, it's weird that they didn't go with um, Princess Peach, you know, uh, I, I wonder the, the, the mindset of when they were sitting down, watch, you know, coming up with this movie, because it's like, I mean, Mario and Luigi are obviously the main focuses, and they're equal, but to, to some degree, this movie does lean towards Luigi, Um and I don't know if that was to appeal to younger people to make, you know, Mario the more, you know, he's got the mustache, he's the more, you know, fatherly figure of the two. And then Luigi does not have a mustache, you know, because, I mean, how could they make the younger guy with the backwards cap have a mustache in 19, you know, 93? I mean, it wasn't hip anymore. If it was like the 80s, you could have fucking Tom Selleck all over this movie with a mustache and it'd be cool. But, eh. It's enjoyable. It's got enjoy. Listen, it's got enjoyable moments. I'm curious to see. I might try to watch this with my nephew before I see the new Mario Brothers movie because he loves Mario and he's all excited for that. And I want to see what his reaction to this movie would be. I don't even. He's young. I don't even think he knows it exists. Um. So it. It. it I mean, he might be into it though, because as I said, when I was a kid and I watched this, for the most part, I was into it. It's. You know, in hindsight, it's ridiculous. There's a lot of weird stuff in there. The stompers, you know, uh, the fucking shoes that make them fly. I just yell out random quotes sometimes. That just happens. You gotta accept that. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta accept that and move on. But I'm curious to see what he would think of this. What he would think of the Goombas? Would he would he be into it? I'm gonna try to make him watch it. Maybe I'll try to make him watch clips. I don't know if that's a form of torture to do that to a kid, but. He's probably going to be watching this movie and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is this? Is this Luigi? Where's Luigi's mustache? This is not Luigi. But then when he's... when the, You know, it's going to be cool for a kid because I try to look at it from when I was a kid. And it's just cool to hear those names in a, in a movie, in a live-action movie, after going from the game and stuff like that. It's cool to hear Mario, Luigi, you know, Koopa, Daisy, all that shit. But yeah, strange movie. Strange one of the weirdest. This new Mario, though, I mean, it looks like it's doing it right. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, obviously, Illumination. They did this, the Despicable Me's, you know. Um, I think The Secret Life of Pets. And um, what was the other one? I forgot. But, uh, yeah. They look like they're doing doing the right thing here. I know people, a lot of people are like, oh, Chris Pratt. Fuck, you know, we, I, I get it. Listen, I love Mario. I love, I'm forgetting his name right now, but I love the guy who does the Mario voice, right? Waha, hoo-hoo, yippee, let's-a-go. I, lo- I love all that shit. Um, 
And I know some, you know, purists were like, oh, you didn't get him for the fucking role and you got Chris Pratt. I get it. In a, in the context of a video game, I, I think that the voices work differently. When you're watching, you know, an hour and a half movie, the whole movie's not going to be, waha, woohoo, waha, hee hee. You don't want to have it. You want to, you know, and I see from the, you know, you, we've only seen a little bit or heard a little bit, but, you know, there's more of a Brooklyn esque accent to it rather than the, um, woohoo, little mamma mia, rather than that shit, right? So I get it because that mamma mia thing, that the let's go, so long, gay Bowser, you know, all that shit. <laughs> he says, so long, gay Bowser. I, I know he's saying Salong King Bowser, but that shit sounds like Salong Gay Bowser. If you know, you know. Okay, I'm not going to explain that. Mario 64, go play it. Uh, but yeah, that almost two hours in runtime, and you're gonna you're not going to listen to that whole movie. They did get that guy to do some other voices in there. I'm sure you got Charlie Day doing Luigi. You got Jack Black doing Bowser. I look. I don't think Chris Pratt would have been my fucking first pick. I wouldn't have thought Mario, Chris Pratt. I understand why they do it. He's a name. He could carry a movie. Um, but listen, I'm going to give the guy a chance. I'm not going to go there and be like, I'm a fucking, I want to see the original guy. They should have fucking used AI uh, to get Bob Hoskins back and do this. Imagine that. Imagine that world. Fucking, I hope, I, I'm actually, so I don't know if the van... I mean, it's not that similar. It's a plumbing van and stuff like that. But, like, they have the van in the new movie, Yellow Van. And then I was watching this one, and they have a van. It's kind of similar, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's based off it. But I hope there's at least one or two Easter eggs that maybe reference the original 1993 film. Because I I think at this time, uh, you know, Nintendo could laugh about it. It's it's one of their big failures. But I think... um, Putting something in there, a little acknowledgement. Maybe, you know, I could see the costumes. Like, I could see that maybe, like, being thrown in there. Maybe those 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 red and green costumes with the backwards cap and the old, like, fucking Italian fucking hat that Mario wears. Maybe they reference it, right? I mean... <laughs> Maybe they have a picture of Dennis Hopper in the background. I don't know. Dennis Hopper from fucking Blue Velvet. I could do a whole episode on Dennis Hopper because he's just, oh my God, he's just so fun to watch. If you've never seen Blue Velvet, just don't even, like, just shut off this podcast. Don't even, whatever you're going to do for the rest of the day, just put on Blue Velvet. And don't even, don't even watch a trailer if you never heard about Blue Velvet. Just go watch Blue Velvet and Dennis Hopper is an absolute fucking nightmare in that movie. But yeah, I'll end on that note, guys. I'll end on that note. Uh, if this is the first time you're listening, thank you for joining us, um, or me. Uh, check out the other episodes. Try to do some new movies. Try to do some old movies. Uh, what's the last one I did? Speaking of 65 million years ago and the backstory that we get with the dinosaurs and the alternate realities in this film... I just did 65, the new Adam Driver movie. That was the last episode I did, right? That was pretty fun. Go check out the episode. Um, Yeah, probably do John Wick, as I said. 
Uh, you could also find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Dom Solo Reels. I post some funny stuff there. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not really active. I don't know. I try to limit my social networking. But yeah, uh, if you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Spotify, iTunes. I don't know how it works. Just give it a thumbs up or something. I don't know. I used to do YouTube, and all you had to do on there was like, oh, give me a thumbs up, like, and subscribe, guys. This, I'm kind of like, I don't know, subscribe, do something. I don't know, message me on Twitter. I I don't know what to do. Uh, Yeah. All right. I'm checking out. Later.